You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Think again with Borderlands Cooperative. Join us for critical conversations about things that matter. Every Friday at 10am on 3CR Community Radio, 855am on your dial. And on 3CR Digital and streaming live at 3cr.org.au. So together, let's think again about important matters affecting us, like economics, politics, education, health, climate, and what we can do about it all. Welcome to our 94th program of Think Again. Think Again is presented to you by Borderlands Cooperative, an organization that has been dedicated to social change for more than 23 years. I'm Jacques Boulet. And I'm Jennifer Burrell. In last week's program, Jennifer talked with Jeremy Gantz about the legal reasoning behind the non-guilty verdict for actor Craig McLaughlin, who had been charged with accusations of indecent assault. The magistrate stated in part of her decision And I'm quoting, I am unable to exclude the possibility that an egotistical, self-entitled sense of humor led the accused to genuinely think that CC, who is one of the women he, uh, well, behaved badly with, was consenting to his actions. So the possibility that an an egotistical, self-entitled sense of humor led the the accused to genuinely think that she was consenting to his actions. So this carries, in a way, a connotation that egoism and self-entitlement are legally or juridically considered acceptable excuses for potential misdemeanors and reasons for non-guilt decisions by the courts. Meanwhile... Of course, some of us still try to bring our kids up as relationally adept young people who don't think of themselves as self-entitled and who also act that way. Mm. Very strange paradox, I think. So that conversation leads us to look again, or led us to look again, at ideas of self-entitlement today, this time by government ministers and by implications others in positions of power. Where does this feeling of self-entitlement really come from? Not just in relation to power differences, in gender relations, but also in power-saturated relations between classes or members of certain classes, upper, middle, whatever we call them, in relationships between race, uh, races, sorry, uh, or between people of different ages and ability. Where does this self-entitlement of those in power derive from? Well, at least some of the blame, I think, could be placed with elite schools. Yeah, you're right. Elite private schools have come into a lot of focus recently. Evidently, maintaining and probably even generating and confirming a culture of misogyny and deep disrespect for women. Yeah. Firstly... During a bus ride, students from Wesley College were heard making derogatory comments about women on the very day as the Mark for Justice, mm. March for Justice, I should say, was taking place. On the very day when women were protesting against violence against women and discrimination and disadvantage. 
The comments by the boys apparently were extreme enough to cause people to get off the bus before they stop and for the bus driver to continually be apologising to other passengers. Yeah, and more reports of sexual assault, harassment and disrespect to girls by male students at Wesley have come out since, in what the age refers to as the school's, Wesley's, misogyny crisis. Mm. And around the same time, we had an online petition called Teach Us Consent, calling for sexual consent education to be taught much earlier than it currently is. This Mm. was by a Sydney student, Chanel Contos. Yes, within 24 hours, the petition went viral mm. and swamped with testimonies and rape allegations for more than 1,800 former students. It's incredible. It has, it has now reached several thousand of responses and confirmations. That's really incredible. Yeah. Uh, just the deluge of similar experiences of sexual assault and abuse being told just because women and girls now at this moment, have the confidence they will be heard at this point in history. So it's not that it wasn't happening or that women didn't know about it, but it's just Mm. a moment in history where women and girls feel safe and feel that they will be heard. That's why it's Mm -hmm. coming out now. And And the focus, general focus, has very much turned to sexism and appalling behavior, of course, in federal parliamentary offices and the Liberal Party, the ruling Liberal Party. Uh, I heard Catherine Kuzak saying on the radio, uh, she's a Liberal MP from New South Wales, and Catherine Kuzak calls it a private boys club intoxicated by power and greed. (laughs) Mm. So given all of that, today we thought we'd have a look at the elite pool of people making up our federal government. The schools our parliamentarians attended and the implications of this for the distribution of power in this country. Having talked previously with Bob Peace in one of our programs, uh, probably, I'm not sure anymore when, he had then just published his book on patriarchy and also had just a previous book of his on privilege re-edited. So we can now add a great article on this exact topic, which appeared written by Mick Secombe, in the Saturday paper, written on the 13th of March, just a week or so ago. Mm. The article is aptly titled, The Children of Gods, How Power Works in Australia. Yeah, which was very convenient because it, it was exactly the topic that we were wanting to yeah, uh, right. have this program on. So sharing this article, I'm not quite sure how to say his last name, but Mike Secom talks about the composition of the Morrison government. Although a cabinet reshuffle may be imminent uh, to deal with the government's misogyny crisis, uh, currently 16 of the 22 members of cabinet are men. All are white except one. The Saturday paper details the educational background of 15 of the 22 members of cabinet, which is really interesting. 11 went to non-government schools, mostly private elite ones, Seven, including Morrison, went to boys-only private schools. So are we surprised? 
Well, it may go quite a way to explain the lack of empathy for women, the obvious acceptance of underrepresentation of women in positions of power, and the total ignorance about ordinary Australians doing their best to survive and build a life mm. for themselves. Yeah. Just think about the tragically low level of job seeker payments with the admonition that they should just try harder to uh, get a job. Yeah. Well, just look at Cliff's story, who I interviewed a couple of weeks ago. Mm, His yep. story as an unemployed ex-truck driver on Job Seeker really brings home, really contrasts with the government's total lack of understanding and empathy for ordinary Australians mm. and, and their total lack of respect within their elite bubble. And, and I would add to that their sociopathic policies. Yeah, which we also talked about in some of our early programs. Early programs. Mm. Uh, I guess if you feel self-entitled, you may also believe that you're in your own position due to your own merit. Mm -hmm. And conversely, those not doing well must be there due to their lack of merit, not mm. because there are too few jobs or something like that. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Also, think about the PM's response to Brittany Higgins' report of rape in a min ministerial mm. office. His wife had to somehow, inappropriately, inculcate some empathy into him by telling him to imagine that Brittany was one of his daughters, which was wrong on so many levels, of course, and he was gormless enough to reveal this in Parliament, of all places. And then, and then... He ramped up the mistake in a later speech, invoking his wife, daughters and mother. <laughs> so I, I think what they're calling that is a tin ear. Yeah, mm. just probably adding whatever he thinks as uh, confirmation that he's a good man or something like that. Mm. He probably thought he was in his fundamentalist church where such confessions are regular practice. And they then also immediately deliver salvation and forgiveness, of course. That was another one of our previous programs in January 2020, by yeah. the way. I guess he wasn't um, expecting it to be splashed across the papers That's and he's presiding over a den of sin. That's on, right. On a biblical That's scale. So. Yeah. Uh, so also think how he suggested that women in the March for Justice march should be thankful they are not being shot at, <laughs> as in some other countries. Such a low bar for women's aspirations, he has. Really, I should be thankful. I'm a woman. I should be thankful I'm not being shot at. Well, <laughs> and, and I wondered, actually someone in my family and I looked at each other really shocked because how did that image even come into his mind, let alone out of his mouth, that these women protesting to be trenched fairly and with decency, someone might think of shooting them, but we're not going to do it. Thank you. Uh, quite obviously, that was another manoeuvre to deviate attention from the real issue and, and the culprits behind that issue. That's Morrison's usual tactic. It didn't work this time, of course. It just mm. added to the many precedents and made things much worse for him. Mm -hmm. So we'll now go to some music, Cascading by Vinod Prasanna.
you don't have a million dollars and still want to have a good education for your kid, tune into the Dogs Program. We are the Defenders of Government Schools. 12pm on Saturdays here on 3CR. 855 and AM Dial Podcast. Streaming live on 3cr.org.au and 3CR Digital. We defend government schools because they need it. You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR Digital and streaming at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about the elite club that makes up our federal parliament, clearly not based on merit, as recent accounts of abuse and misogyny make clear. Yeah. And we're going to talk about the elite schools that channel young boys into networks of privilege and power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's interesting that while the fees for these elite schools are very high... Indirectly uh, suggesting that such well-endowed schools must deliver great education. Yeah, but th- apparently this is not the case, and the advantage is not necess- the advan- oh, Sorry, the advantage is not necessarily academic. Mm. It's uh, much more to do with social networking or being set up to become part of an elite network of social, economic, and political power holders and influential groups. When they grow up. Mm. That's right. Because all of the contacts and relationships of potential influence that are available and made at school, all the contacts made up with other influential figures, not just in the gender power stakes, but also in class, race and other intersecting hierarchical systems of privilege. Mm -hmm. Yeah, A, a complex knot of entrenched power with lots of strands and really being consolidated Mm. through the education system. Yeah, you can say that again. The article in the Saturday paper by Mike Secombe explains how this happens really well. In the article, Francis Greenslade, he talks about the so-called posh school in Adelaide he attended. It was St. Peter's College. Apparently, St. Peter's College has educated numerous state premiers and prominent political, business and scientific figures. Greenslade says his school was elite and there was a sense that the boys going there were, and I quote, the children of gods and that we should inherit the universe. Mm, The children of gods. Mm. Exactly. Luckily, we should probably write gods with a small g. He says that there was a cohort of boys that who were arrogant and self-entitled. But he doesn't put this down to just the school and do, does suggest that parents also play a, a main role. Yeah, and then there's the elite world of debating, uh, which comes up in the article as well. Uh, debating is another preparing ground for power holders of the future. Who would have thought? In the article in the Saturday Age, Paper, uh, sorry, in a Saturday paper, <laughs> Francis Greenslade tells how he got into debating at university. He says he must have met Christian Porter at the debating competition where Porter has been accused of rape 30 years ago. Yeah, that's right, but he couldn't remember him. But for no. those who don't know, uh, Christian Porter is Australia's Attorney General for the moment, though that may change soon, and he does deny the accusation of rape. Also present at the debating competition where the alleged rape happened Mm. were two other current federal ministers. Yeah, so 
so many elite figures of today in Parliament at one debating competition in their youth. <laughs> so, as Jack, yeah, as Jackie Lambie rhetorically asked, what are the odds of that? Mm-hmm. Lambie has a lot to say, really, about the narrow elitist backgrounds of government ministers that make them so out of touch with most Australians and lacking in empathy or even in rudimentary understanding. In the New Daily, Lambie refers to politicians, and I quote, as people who talk in jargon, who treat policy like sport, Mm. who all went to prestigious universities after attending prestigious private schools. Yeah, she really wraps it up. She also Mm. says, quote, I think there's more than a few, referring to politicians in this building, that look down their noses at you, sometimes because, but not always, because you're a woman. They just look down at you because they reckon they're worth more than you are. And when you think you're the most important person in the world, the most gifted and the most fantastic person the parliament has ever known, I reckon it's possible to see how you'd find a way to take the mistreatment of a young staff member in your office and make it completely about you, unquote. Mm. That's right. Listeners, again, may be interested in our program of narcissism, the narcissism in our society from November 2019. That seems really relevant now yet again. Mm. But let's go do a promo and continue after that. Merhaba. Bugün nasılsınız? A Turkish eco-feminist approach to dismantle the toxic misconception of the good immigrant. Intrigued? Well, so are we. The Good Immigrant is broadcasted in Turkish every Thursday between 6.30pm to 7 p.m. Tell your friends and family because you have a date with Ozesuen Özgü 3CR 8.55 a.m. Thursdays 6.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. See you all then! You're listening to Think Again, 3CR 855 AM on your dial, 3CR digital and streaming at 3cr.org.au. Today we're talking about a small elite of people uh, from private school, privileged backgrounds, who form our government and occupy positions of power. Yeah, people who are evidently out of touch with most of the population, largely. Yeah, we're talking about you know, we, a variety of people here, but that makes us really of reflect on what is going on in this country and in many others sharing parts of this culture and socioeconomic system and associated ideologies. Mm. How can we better educate? That is a question which I pose, ask myself all the time, having been an educator for so long. How can we better educate our young people to become capable of relating with others in more than just sexually derogatory and demeaning and exploitative ways. One has to really ask whether the curricula of our schools, and not just the elite ones, meaning are, are not meaningfully contributing to growing up relationally capable students. That is a really important question. 
Mm. Or are they just actively contributing, knowingly even, to creating emotionally and socially and relationally stunted individuals? I think that also is a recurring theme in our programs throughout. Mm. In private elite schools, if they are mostly about buying access to privilege and social, economic and political power, what does that then say about the nature and character of our democracy and of the other institutions that reproduce our system? Mm. Yeah, I, mm. I like the way you put that, buying access mm. to privilege. That's exactly what power. they do. Mm. Yeah. So if inequality is so deeply ingrained in all the systems that maintain and sustain and reproduce our, societal, our society and the privileges and disadvantages inherent in these, where could we possibly even start to look at alternatives and deep relational change? Yeah, so Jacques, where, where do we start? Well, the thing is that with all of the bad news coming from what we have just been talking about, these private schools and generally out of the education system, we forget that also some really good stuff comes out of, of some educational areas. For example, we should not forget the incredible action of so many young people from public schools and probably also some private schools who organized the ecological or the, 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 the climate change marches. That was a yeah. fantastic uh, yeah. effort. So I think that therefore part of the problem or part of the way we should be looking at how kids are being brought up in schools, private or public, is how can they start to understand one another as collaborators, as people who are relationally connected because they stand and act and, and are active and, and get into campaigns to make this world a better place. Because to me, that content in schools and subjects and in the way in which kids are also seeing how their teachers model behavior with one another. Mm. So those are, I think, the kinds of things we need to start looking at mm. and uh, then shift also a view on how are kids being treated, educated, model, how, how is the modeling in, for example, uh, sports organizations going. Or, or Jacques from mm. Parliament, parliamentary yeah. behaviour. All of that. So we really need to start thinking as adults in all those institutions that we, who, because of our age and because of experience and all of that, uh, have the power that we model relationality across genders and across races in appropriate ways so that people not just see the, 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 the stupid fighting which is often the aggressive nature of um, mm. parliamentary uh, so-called debates because yeah. they're not really debates. Well, so, yeah, Jacques, you can actually see the private school boy teenagers mm -hmm. in their behaviour. It actually That's right. explains a lot, yeah. That's right. And thinking about, you know, what is it about this so-called debating stuff? That is about being right or wrong winners in or most losers. cases. It's winners or that's losers. Cool. That's right. So, so that is not a good learning place for people, for kids, to actually figure out how can we meaningfully, in solidarity, grow up together, mm. girls and boys, into men and women. Yeah. So well, that's where I sit. 
<laughs> well said, Jeff. There's a lot more to say, obviously. Unfortunately, yeah. our program has is coming to an end mm -hmm. too quickly again. But I would like to make an announcement. Next Friday is the Australian Medical Aid Foundation or AMAF Good Friday Appeal on 3CR. So the regular programming on 3CR next Friday between 9am and 5pm will be suspended, including this program, we'll miss a program, while 3CR hosts the annual AMAF Good Friday Charity Radiothon. Donations mm -hmm. from the appeal next um, Donations from the appeal will fund AMAF's ongoing medical aid projects in Sri Lanka. And if you want more information, uh, their charity projects are listed on their website, which is ausmedaid.org.au. So it's like ausmedaid.org.au. Mm -hmm. And very briefly, tomorrow night, Borderlands has its AGM at five o'clock uh, in St. John's Anglican Church in Footscray, Pickett Street uh, 30A. And uh, that is our first AGM in our new place. We are in the process of moving in there. The move is happening early next week. Mm -hmm. And we therefore will be really looking forward to being in our uh, permanent place to also welcome listeners to uh, our new place. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening to Think Again on 3CR Community Radio. If you want to send us a message or ask about anything from today's program, you can email Borderlands, borders at borderlands.org.au. Just put Think Again in the subject line. Our programs are available by podcast wherever you get your podcasts and the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au. We'd also li like to thank Clive for mm -hmm. technical production and music selection. Meanwhile, stay tuned for Jailbreak, which gives a voice to prison inmates, their families and their friends. To bring us into this program, we have World Turning by Yothu Yindi. I've got